Welcome everybody again to another one of the Tofu Talks uh, sessions revolving around the global pandemic that uh, pretty much all of us are going through. Um, I'm hoping that with the conversations with all these different people, we'll be able to kind of find some connections with what we're dealing with and maybe uh, also learn a few things about the different places that everyone is. So on that note, uh, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Christy Morgan. I have a brand called The Blissful and Fit Chef, and I am a vegan chef. I'm a cooking instructor, and I also do yoga classes and fitness training. So kind of the whole health and wellness, mind, body, food, the whole package, I like to say. So yeah, probably many of your readers and followers have maybe been to my site. I've been blogging for over a decade, long, long time vegan, one of those old, old timers moving into 18 years now. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so, and we ain't dead yet. So it's, it, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> if you're just starting, <laughs> you have good um, things to look forward to. <laughs> and I know we were kind of talking just before we started this, but we, as far as I can remember, we met during one of the Vita Vegan Cons. I can't remember, was it the first one or oh. maybe the second? Yeah. Did you, were you at all three or? Yeah, I went to both or th all three. Okay. I, I went to at least two. So yeah, we definitely hung out back then. We might've even been on a panel together or something. Like, I don't know. Probably. So long ago. <laughs> yeah. Most of the people I talked with, we were kind of like, we were debating. It was like, oh, it was just, you know, a little while ago. And then other people were like, no, it was, it was a while ago. And, um, but I'm realizing like how many friends and like connections I made through that whole thing, because I've been doing these talks and then I'm like, so when did we meet? And it's like, oh yeah, okay. It was BBC. Um, so I gotta, I mean, hopefully I'll get at least one or two of the women that were behind that thing on this. We'll, we'll see. I've, I put the emails out there. We'll see what happens. Um, but on this note, you are here with me now, so we'll focus on that. Um, where are you right now? Right now, I'm in Portugal. I live in a small city called Santarém, which is about an hour north of Lisbon. Um, so I'm on a small farm, and it's quite a nice place to be isolated, actually. <laughs> So, but originally you're from the States, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm American. I am from Texas, but I moved, I moved to Europe over two years ago. So I immigrated or officially away from the U.S. as a decision over okay. two years ago in February. It was two years. So I was living in Berlin for a year and a half. And then I just moved to Portugal, actually, um, mm. in February. Oh, wow. To buy land and um, open a retreat center and have my own little, little apocalyptic sanctuary where I grow all my own food. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a retreat center where people can come and do yoga and wellness retreats and it's going to be a bed and breakfast. So that's the plan once travel resumes. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I know I think we've, you know, I've, at least from what I've been seeing about your posts and stuff, I knew you had been, there had been some travel as of you know the last little while um so if you if you go to portugal in february um how have things changed over the last i guess like two and a half months for you being there i mean 
I don't know when the first case was there or anything, but I feel like February might have been kind of around an interesting time. Well, Portugal was really fast in its response to sort of lock things down, cancel mm -hmm. schools, close tourism, like close government office. We did that early March and we only had like maybe two or 300 tested cases at the time, or maybe a thousand. Obviously mm -hmm. that was people weren't being tested, but it was really good that the government decided to do that so quickly because we got ahead of the curve. Unlike mm -hmm. Italy, France, many in uh, our borders, our bordering countries, because he took quick action. So we've, I've, I've personally been in self-isolation for, I think today's 37 or 38 days. And the state of, because where I live, I'm isolated anyway. And all my friends yeah. are in, all my friends are in Lisbon and I was taking Portuguese class in Lisbon. So I was spending half the week in Lisbon with my friends doing fun stuff, going to vegan restaurants. And then I was spending half the week isolated on the farm. So I left my friends on Thursday that Thursday, like, you know, over a month ago. <laughs> like goodbye. three years ago, it seems goodbye. like. Goodbye, I'll see you next week for my oh. fortune class. And that's when, like, kind of shit hit the fan. Can I curse? Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No worries. <laughs> and um, that, and then we all decided to self-isolate at that point. And then, like, a few days later, we were put in an actual official state of emergency. But it's, it's. Um, a lot chiller than what you see in Italy um, or some other countries because the president is really, I guess that's what he's called. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want to give people PTSD from the previous dictatorship that Portugal was in mm, okay. very recently. Like a lot of people don't know Portuguese history and of course I learned it as I visited here and moved here because I did two, three week trips before I moved here to like get a feel for it. And I did a lot of walking tours and learn a lot of history. And so they had a lot of sort of traumatic recent history. So the president didn't want to put people in this so, so contained that they, you know, they just rebelled or felt bad yeah. about it. So it was kind of like, okay, we're closing schools, we're closing all non-essential businesses, cafes can do takeout, um, obviously the post office is still open, and very few things, the pharmacy, the grocery stores, we, he, you know, you can only have so many people into a, in a store at one time, mm -hmm. but I noticed that people were not really taking it seriously. It wasn't until like a month in that people actually started taking it seriously. Yeah. Every time I went to the store, nobody was covering their face. The workers were not even covering their face. I went to the store even yesterday because I go maybe once a week, every two weeks. I try not to get out too much. Yeah. And even, even after finally people are saying wear masks, people in the stores are still not wearing masks. And it really upsets me. And it's like... I was one of the first people that I saw in the expat groups and in my, in my friend group, I, I was like weeks and weeks ago, I was saying, I don't know if you saw any of my Facebook posts. I was like, this not wearing mask is the one thing that they do in the East that we're not getting in the West. And mm -hmm. that is 
Okay, that's ex that is exactly why our numbers have jumped so high because it's asymptomatic, asymptomatic. Like people just don't know. They're just touching everything and mm -hmm. spreading. And I I don't have a mask because I can't get a hold of one, but I have this scarf thing that I wear. And I remember three weeks ago, I went to the store and I was literally the only person covering <laughs> the face. And I had gym clothes on. I had like a tank top and gym clothes on with this, with this big scarf <laughs> around my face. And people were all looking at me. So like, she's a weirdo. And I was like, I don't care. I'm not taking a risk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I just off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I mean, that like I was, you kind of answered a few other questions that had popped up for oh, me. Because I was wondering like whether or not you felt like sort of the community in general was responding well. Because um, I mean, obviously different countries have had like different responses. I mean, like I feel like here, um, I will say that I don't feel like stuff like, say, the mask or social distancing is being really followed here. But I mean, a lot of the businesses and stuff are doing it. But obviously, like a big part of sort of the Southeast Asia is like the street businesses, like the food carts and stuff. And so I don't feel like I'm seeing that on that level. Um, like the street markets here are still happening every morning. And you can't you can't social distance that like it's just, you know, people everywhere. Um, Relative to what it was, say, two months ago, it's definitely slower, but it's still happening. Um, I mean, the mask thing culturally was already sort of a thing here, but I still, like, I can go out to go to the market and I'll look around and be like, why Why am I, like, the one wearing one? Like, why are you not and you not? And yeah. um, So I was going to ask, like, how, you know, because I, I mean, obviously I've heard, um, I had friends that were going to move to Spain, and now that's totally on hold because Spain kind of became like one of the you know one of the ones that was sort of not going so well um and like you said like i hadn't heard a lot about portugal so i was interested to get that feedback from you um so but for you like it was going to be like this was your plan was to stay there so you're not like stuck in portugal or anything like that exactly yeah you were going to ask me if i was going to go home well this yeah. is my home now yeah. um i had no i had no reason to go back to the united states um Europe, as you probably know, has socialized healthcare um, and a lot of other great things. And Portugal itself, I mean, I just, it was such a good idea. I'm so, I feel so lucky that I chose Portugal because not only did they, you know, quickly respond to this crisis, they, um, they made it a mandate that people that were waiting for their residency Mm -hmm. are actually residents and can get access to any health care or anything they need. And my yeah. appointment's July. So I'm in limbo right now in between residency because I'm no longer a German resident, but I'm not a Portugal resident yet. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. This is a great time to be in limbo. But then the government said, hey, you're, a re you're technically a resident right now. And I was like, wow. cool. How cool is that? Like now I know if I need healthcare, if I need something, I will have it. So I think the Portugal is actually getting praised for its response. I don't know if mm -hmm. you've seen some articles, there's lots of articles going around and I, I don't know that it's, I mean, it is justified, but I think partly we're less populated. We're on the edge of the continent. So we'd mm -hmm. have less people coming in. Like they close the borders very quickly. 
So um, also, I don't think we're doing enough testing here. So a lot of people, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't know about the numbers in other places, but here at first, when, when we were first getting a lot of testing, it was people in my age group, basically 30 to 50, that was the, was the highest. So the, the, yeah. the most people getting it and being tested were healthy. And so they weren't passing. Mm -hmm. And so our numbers looked really good because we weren't having many deaths. But now over the last few weeks, the older group of people that are 70 plus has skyrocketed. So I think they are not actually following the rules. I'll, when I go out, I see all the old people like hanging out at the, you know, like they do. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, bored out their minds like we all are. So they're hanging out in groups and like, and then of course, all the, the Portuguese culture is um, very family oriented. So you, every weekend, you're going to your grandparents and your parents and your cousins and everybody's getting together. So all these, I think all the young people that have it are, are unconsciously mm. giving it to older people. So we're seeing a shift and that, that's what, you know, that, that's what worries me. Cause I know that people here that are younger are going to be fine, but it's older people that are really not following the guidelines. So. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same here. Like, well, what I mentioned about when I go out, who I see kind of hanging around, you know, playing their backgammon or just sitting around and drinking and chatting or whatever would definitely be the older crowd. I mean, the neighborhood I'm in isn't exactly the hip part of Saigon, so I think maybe that shifts it a little <laughs> bit, but still. Um, and I mean, like I had, you know, I was giving shit to family members at home. Like my sister was kind of freaked out kind of early on, but and my mom was too, but like my dad was just like, eh whatever, you know, he was going on trips with a bunch of his friends and stopping in to see his grandparents on the way home. And I was just like, no, I was like, leave my grandparents out of this. Don't go near yeah. them. And they were all going out and socializing. Like my, his parents are very social people. And they also have a thing about going to like funerals. Like even if they don't necessarily are really close to the people that passed, they'll still like go. And in my home province, that was the biggest cluster so far was this funeral home that had two funerals on the same day and uh, led to like a hundred, 150 cases. And uh, like, so that was just like, no. And so now of course that's like cut off. I actually, um, earlier today, uh, I heard, I don't know if you've sort of been around anywhere where there's like a beautiful, a Buddhist funeral procession. Like it's a very loud sort of celebratory thing. I heard one this morning and all I could think of was like how many people are gathering at this funeral thing because it's usually like it lasts for a few days and like there's lots of food involved like you said like it's a very sort of group thing and i'm just like oh no no i mean luckily the numbers here are really low so the chances maybe are pretty good that it won't be a thing but still it's like but no people like yeah. we're doing this for a reason none of us want to be stuck like we want this to be over and done with <laughs> Yeah, because Portugal reacted so quickly, like we've already flattened our curve. It's mm -hmm. it's been flat actually. It's actually been flat for weeks. Like they were they were just really smart to make the restrictions so hardcore because I'm shocked at how fast our cur our our curve has completely been flat for weeks. So um yeah, 
so they're they're already talking about next month in May slowly loosening some of the restrictions and opening up some more businesses. So we'll see. I I'm comfortable here and I've been super productive actually. And, um, I'm saving a lot of money, not going to Lisbon and going and partying or whatever. And, uh, I'm working out more. I'm working out every day and I real, and I'm cooking every day and I'm doing all this work. Of course, I'm allowing myself to have fun and play online games and, you know, socialize with friends online and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I might, even if they open the restrictions, I may still take some more time and just chill and, and, you know, hunker down and, and I'm working on my new website and, you know, as a blogger, you can always be writing. (laughs) I feel bad. actually haven't written any blogs this whole time. (laughs) But I I work in marketing and I do, I do have clients that I write lots of content for. So Usually they get all my good energy, my good writing vibes, and then I don't really feel like writing my own. <laughs> How long has that? Has there been like a sort of negative shift in terms of that stuff, or has it been okay so far for you? Like in terms of clients and like traffic oh, yeah. and all that. I, I did get some of my hours cut at my side job, um, and of course, I was about to buy a house, which I'm actually in the process of signing. So, um, all that kind of got pushed back a lot. Yeah. So, so, and then of course, tourism shut down and who knows when flights will actually resume. Like, yes, they may loosen restrictions and open businesses, but they're not going to let people start flying. Yeah. Like immediately. Like, that's what we don't want. Like at least, I mean, we do want, we do want that because Portugal is built on tourism and it's been really exploding in the last year or two. Yeah. And a lot of people are suffering, but thankfully the government did step in with some stimulus package or whatever to help um, mm-hmm. tourists and self-employed people and stuff. But, but yeah, I have, I've, I've, I remain hopeful. I, I, through the whole thing, I have remained hopeful through the whole thing. I've been encouraging people to think about the positives and not get so bogged down with the negatives and and to to fan to make up stuff about the future that you don't know like if you're going to make up things about the future that we don't know why not make things up positive (laughs) why not think the positive stuff and I just see people constantly because I'm on different Facebook groups and stuff and people are always like so negative about what's going to happen I'm like you know why not just think about what you do want not what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Actually, well, some of the writing I've done uh, is around the fact that, like, there have been some, I mean, I wouldn't wish for this to have happened or, like, to happen again, um, but there have been some sort of interesting shifts in, like, sort of, you know, I mean, especially, say, like, within Canada and the States and stuff. I mean, I'm not so familiar with what's been happening in Europe in terms of, like, new laws and stuff, but there's been some interesting shifts and sort of conversations have been highlighted around like things like healthcare and, you know, different social programs and everything, which have been like decades long fighting of like, Oh, we can't do it. It can't be done. Blah, blah, blah. And then now because suddenly like the whole country or the countries are like, we need to do this or otherwise like we're just going to, you know, shrivel up and go away. And so now it's like, 
I'm hopeful that maybe that sort of momentum can be like continued and some of the things that have been put in place, we can kind of like fight to make sure that they're not like, okay, no, that's gone again. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, some things like say the border restrictions, I hope that those will eventually be taken away. <laughs> I mean, cause there have been conversations of course of like creating more borders. Um, but yeah, I mean, there has been some positive stuff and I think I've tried to sort of promote that a little bit. Um, I mean, what are like, what are some of the positive thinking things that you've, you've been telling people? What are the, what are the ones that you're really kind of holding on to? Well, the, the way I see it is we needed a fucking wake up call. Like things are not okay. And especially in the United States, like I am so thankful that I do not live there anymore when I see all this stuff that's happening there. And the system there is built on capitalism. It's built on the richer getting richer. It's mm -hmm. built on the bottom, the bottom 99% never, <laughs> never catching up. And I see my friends struggle so much there. So, and then of course we have the destruction of the environment, animal cruelty, which is being highlighted now. All these things that we've been doing too much. We've been too greedy. We've been too superficial. We, we've been, you know, too ever everything right <laughs> yeah so, so everything had to stop and i'm my my hope is that people have taken this time to really think about what's important to them and maybe shift some of their values and morals into other areas that are less um you know over consumption and destructive and all this stuff so i mean that's my hope <laughs> mm -hmm. some people say no people are not going to change nothing's ever going to change people are going to they're going to lift the restrictions <laughs> everybody's going to go back to the way they were and i'm like i don't know this has been tr pretty traumatic this has been the biggest thing that we've ever experienced in our lifetime yep um so i don't see how everybody can just go back to normal yeah i mean i think i i like to think that maybe and I've kind of, this is kind of the way I frame like a lot of the activism is that maybe it's not going to be like, all right, suddenly 80% of the population is going to be like, cool, minimalism, veganism, da, da, da. But I feel like there maybe will be like a larger chunk of that middle that'll go, oh, well, yeah, you know, that like, otherwise we just kind of be like, okay, come on, come over. And it'd be like a few people at a time. I feel like this has been sort of a really big thing that you know, there will be like a change. And I mean, depending on the news you follow, there have been some pretty nice changes over the last few years. And I mean, obviously, like, again, in the States, there's been like those political conversations that before wouldn't have reached the level they did. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful with that too. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so, okay, you talk, you talked about kind of like keeping a routine and exercising and thinking positively. Um, is there anything else that you've kind of been doing to just kind of get through this and be able to cope with it and keep that positive attitude that, you know, you're trying to put out there for everybody else too? Um, 
I create a lot of content on social media, so I feel like that hasn't changed, but I mm-hmm. definitely am trying to be as inspirational as possible through my, my social media content. Um, I've just been focusing on this new retreat and getting my website up and the kind of retreats I want to offer and the space I want to create. And I mean, I started doing online gaming <laughs> as a way to cope. Um, honestly, I'm, I, I can't believe that this is the person I am, but I, I, um, I love board games. Yep. I, I had a boyfriend in Germany last year who worked at a board game store and, and was into board games and he got me into board games and they're super strategic. Like they use your brain so oh, much. Yeah. They're not just like video games where you're just like shooting and killing people or whatever, mm-hmm. like board games are quite strategic. So he got me into them. And then when I moved to Lisbon, one of my good friend's husband is into board games as well. And she's not. So every time I would go and stay with them, him and I would play board games. <laughs> so he showed me this online platform called Board Game Arena where him and I can play board games together oh, while cool. from afar. So this whole time we've been playing games and it's been great. I've learned like, you know, five new games that are really cool. And I honestly have not watched Netflix but like twice <laughs> because I'm doing these games. Cause I feel yeah. like, I feel like I'm getting more out of it. It's still fun and relaxing, mm-hmm. but I'm getting a lot more out of it. Cause I'm using my brain and I have to really think about things, but also you do get this like dopamine hit when you win yeah. and you don't get that from Netflix. Like you watch something and even if it's a feel good movie, you might feel a little bit of serotonin or something, but with gaming and I totally, totally (laughs) get why people gamble. I totally get why people ruin their lives with gambling. Obviously I wouldn't be playing online games if I had a life outside of my home, Um, (laughs) but I totally get it now because it does feel good to win. Mm -hmm. So not that I'm encouraging anybody to start online gaming, but if you need something that's sort of relaxing yet is still using your brain, then it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, every now and then I'll play with a friend of mine uh, at home, but the time zones make it sort of difficult to match up. Plus, I mean, well, still, he luckily still has his job, but he was doing like a nine to five Monday to Friday, so didn't quite work. Um, but I, I, I've played a, a few different games. Um, but I started one uh, earlier this week, but and like usually it's like I usually win, but it's a fairly long, drawn out thing, so it just kind of keeps me occupied for a few days and you know breaks up the day. Um, but this time around, I think I'm gonna lose, and so it's just I didn't get that satisfying thing. Now I'm just like frustrated because I'm like <laughs> it's okay if like you kind of have to have that sort of like grind for a while, and you're like you know you're gonna win eventually. You just kind of got to get through stuff. But now I'm like, I think I'm going to lose. This is not why I started this. Like, I want yeah, I my... Yeah, that. <laughs> or I yeah. don't get attached to losing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's funny because... The... the best version of myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> the couple that um that I know is going to move to Spain, the, the guy is a big board game... I don't know what the name is, like, nerd or... Okay, yeah, board game fanatic... Um, <laughs> he's big on the Kickstarter and like the GoFundMe campaigns for certain games, which is a big industry that I didn't know about until I started talking with him. And 
every time they'd go back to Canada, like he'd have all these things mailed to him. He'd go back into Thailand and he got stopped once or twice because, you know, he had these big like boxes, like still wrapped and everything. And they thought he was like bringing them in to sell. Yeah. And he'd just be like, no, like I'm just a fanatic. Like, <laughs> is this for me? And his wife would just be like, yeah, he really spent that much money on a board game. <laughs> Sounds like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like they can get really serious. Like it's, it's way more complicated than say like I don't know would was sorry like a thing in the states when you were a kid sorry or what was it called or clue I mean clue was one I think that was pretty oh, yeah. clue is a classic yeah. I love yeah. clue yeah okay um yeah but I mean some of the ones that I've seen him break out I'm just like what do I just roll a dice and go around it's like no 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 I have to explain there's like a manual it's like 40 pages yeah, exactly <laughs> But that's cool. I didn't I didn't know that there was like an online version, but that's that's good. So Yeah, if you uh, want to play, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I might I might look into it. Um I actually I read a piece uh a while ago about how I mean sort of stereotypically, like there's the idea that say like um women are usually a little more open to like say have a phone call or a chat and kind of like vent. Um but someone had done there had been some studies done on like how a lot of guys were using like online gaming as an avenue because a lot of them say you'll have like the voice thing and so while they're playing they can just kind of be like hey how was your week or whatever and so some people have found that they've been able to have those connections without having to be like hey can we like crack open a bottle of wine and chat tonight like i'm you know i'm stressed out instead they're like hey you want to play like some whatever and then they get into it so okay i think there's there's mental health benefits yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there's some drawbacks that can happen, too. But I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to justify the fact that I, the fact that I play games. And I have an addictive personality, thankfully. So mm. I, I, I can quit any time. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, um, so, so now since they're, when are they, do they have like a window of sort of when they might be starting to open things maybe when they're like they extended it um they extended the state of emergency till may 1st or third yep. second and then they have the opportunity to do two more weeks and then they by law or whatever they can't renew it again so either oh. so it looks like they may renew it again or they may not i really don't know okay but i mean yeah it'll be like a slow for progression sure for sure by mid-may we're gonna be um opening businesses again i'm guessing schools will not be opening just because they're going to be ending the year soon after that anyway so they'll probably probably just start in the fall um so So when um when when things do end and you're kind of given the the all clear what's your first plan are you heading to lisbon or you got a restaurant or anything in mind or friends you're going to call and meet up with totally yeah definitely all my friends are in lisbon so, and all the good vegan restaurants are there. <laughs> so, um, I already have, my birthday is actually May 13th mm. and there's this cute town, um, an hour and a half East in Portugal. And there's this like eco hot hotel that my friends have been chatting with. So my plan is to bring her and then my other two good friends for like a, an overnight or a weekend trip at, to this little town. That is if things open up again, because if we yeah. go and nothing's open, then it'll be kind of boring. So I'm waiting. 
but that'll be kind of like my birthday, my late belated birthday celebration. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. I was supposed to do a yoga teacher training um, t- last week, which of course mm-hmm. got canceled and moved to September. And September is a really long time. So I would love to do some kind of yoga training, but I think a lot of them got canceled. So I really, I really just have to see, I really just have to see what happens with travel. But if I can travel in Portugal, which we should be able to by May, I may just, you know, do some little weekend trips around Portugal. There's actually a food forest course and a permaculture course I want to take. So yeah, I mean, I have things I want to do for sure, but just probably waiting. Only limited to Portugal for now. Cool. Well, just not a place to be. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I I've definitely I have a few um like family friends that have started going there, you know, during the winter or whatever. They'll go over, and I've heard really good things. So I mean, it's it's on my map somewhat, but. I think you definitely know way more than I do about the place. I'm, I'm already, after learning a few things from talking with you. Yeah, um, yeah, come. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, when, I don't know. I don't know when. Right now, I have to figure out the trip back home to Canada because I canceled that. It's supposed to happen at the end of next month. So we'll see. Um, I'm hoping that it won't be like winter again because I don't want to go back in winter. But. No. The idea of waiting till like next spring or next summer is just like, no, because it was so close. And, you know, I started thinking about, okay, what am I going to buy? Like, what are the new things there that I'm not seeing here in Asia and everything? And (laughs) and, I mean, family and stuff too, but, you know. um, But so, well, fingers crossed for you about the birthday thing. That sounds like it'll be a really good way to kind of bookend this whole historic (laughs) moment that we're all dealing with. Yeah. Um, And... Thank you so much for sharing your uh, your sort of little, I keep wanting to say corner of the world, but I don't really believe in the flat earth thing. So thanks for the window on your piece of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and, uh, you. Yeah, hopefully the next time maybe we cross paths, it'll actually be in person somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and I forgot to mention that I'm actually doing a giveaway for a retreat. Okay. As sort of like hope and inspiration for people when they actually can travel again (laughs) so yeah if anybody wants to enter my giveaway you just go um to my website cool um how long will that be going on i think i'm gonna do one each month actually okay cool because i'm probably i'll start like posting these next week so i can maybe bump yours up in the queue to make sure that you know if you're gonna do it every so often then that's okay but I'll, yeah. um, I'll get the link and stuff from you so I can include that in the description and stuff. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Good to see you. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, I, hope, I hope you have a good day, and we will talk again thank at some other you. point. Bye.